I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. Up until today, we recorded all of our events live in Altspace, but that platform has since been unplugged. We are now digital nomads gliding across the source code of the metaverse itself in our trusty cyber falcon searching for a new home. Today, we have made our first stop in Spatial, our mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new avatars and new communities, and to boldly explore what the metaverse at large has to offer. And of course, we start here. Uh, our first guest is an Allspace alumni, Carlos Austin, who is an in-world VR filmmaker who has recorded events in VR Chat, Sansar, Allspace, Neos VR, and many other platforms. He is helping to create broadcast television standards for capturing live events in virtual social platforms. We hope to continue to keep the Altspace community alive as we welcome more into our fold. So here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm emoji welcome for Carlos. Your hands are nice and straight right now. One of the differences in spatial is that our hands are kind of all wonky and all over the place. So uh, especially in VR, I feel like it's a lot easier from PC, but we're still, yeah, there, you got some cool dance moves there. Uh, not bad, not bad. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're just sort of uh, trying this out and um, we're all, you know, we're all going to miss alt space, but we got to just keep exploring and keep moving on and keep being pioneers. And, you know, it's, I think it's great that you're here with us, Carlos, because you are really um, uh, aware and you've practiced and worked in all the different platforms. So maybe do you want to give us a little bit of a taste of like where you've been uh, and, and where do you spend most of your time these days? We've got the first slide up here, uh, which shows you with, uh, okay. with brown hair. I know. With brown hair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to, tell you when that was taken because uh, that would definitely give me give my age right. a little bit off but this was uh, actually in Van Nuys California I was doing um, public access out of a studio in Van Nuys which uh, allowed people to come in and do their shows this particular show was called Tiempo Latino uh, Latin time where it was basically a variety show where you had a host and he would interview uh, the Hispanic uh, the uh, people that were doing things in show business and I directed and produced the show along with the host. And then in those pictures, you can also see my crew. I mean, back then it was 15 of us to run a show. Now we do it, you know, one person kind of thing uh, or two. And um, yeah, so that, uh, that was my start as far as directing and being able to get the timing right and switching uh, shows on on live. Yeah, great. You know, I'm guessing by your uh, wonderful sweater in this photo, that was sometime in the 90s or something like that. Um, but, you know, Van Nuys is great. Van Nuys, of course, is where Star Wars did all of its special effects, the original Star Wars back in 1976. So uh, Van Nuys is, has a long history of um, of, of networks and uh, and film filmmaking. So very cool that that's where you started. The building is actually still there. I looked at it on um on uh, Google uh, Street View, and it's sure the studio door is still there and everything. I mean, it's a different business now, but um, it's still there, which is amazing. Right. And I still and so stay in touch with the crew that I used to hang out with. 
Very cool. And so how did you and when did you make the transition from uh, real life, real world filmmaker to in world virtual filmmaker? So I really haven't made it completely because uh, just this past few days, I've been doing video for South by Southwest here in Austin, Texas, where I live with my wife. And one of the um, groups that came to show showcase and premiere their piece of Ferryman Collective and Joe, I can't pronounce it, it's a Korean name, but they asked me to document and archive their interaction with people that came to the booth and stuff. And they would put them into world into uh, a play with live actors and stuff. And so I spent four days documenting that. And yesterday was the last day that uh, XR was going on here by Southwest. So I continue to do that. Uh, and then with actual VR filmmaking, I started five years ago in a platform called high fidelity which I don't know what slide is up, but if the the slide after the me in the studio is and my crew is actually from Second Life, which started yeah. in 1999 with Philip Rosedale starting it, Linden Labs. And so I went into Second Life to just kind of poke around and look at it. It's a completely different platform. It's 2D. And from that, they created Sansar. Um, and then Sansar is the current platform that you can go in in VR. But uh, so those two slides are two pictures and there's my avatar in there. I paid like $26 to get that avatar with the clothes and everything. Uh, it's quite the commerce going on in there. Yeah, there was there was like a million dollars. Uh, there was I guess there was more than like millions of dollars of a uh, actual economy was happening in there. And apparently um, the Ready Player One uh, writer, that's where he got his inspiration for writing the book. Ready Player One was he was mm. a part of the Second Life community. And we even had someone on this show called uh, named Larry Rosenthal, who says that he was actually the inspiration for Etch. Uh, the character that has a, a bot shop and it has a body shop and creates avatars and things like that. So I don't know if mm -hmm. you came across any of those characters back then, but it sounded like a really big community. Well, back there in the row behind you is Kenneth uh, Rougeau, which actually is one of the originals from High Fidelity. And he and I have been friends ever since then. Uh, he is an actor in Alien Rescue oh, wow. from... Um, um jason moore in yeah. neo's vr and yeah. so hello kenna thank you for coming to the show i appreciate it um so well, well the we, next we i go ahead yeah sorry so to just to stop there we uh we have uh a futurosity and i were on uh uh alien rescue uh i think maybe futurosity had some technical glitches at the beginning but i did the full circuit so maybe i've uh i've done it with uh kenneth here Yes. It's, yeah, he definitely was there because he's one of the actors that plays in that in that uh, show. And guess, so the next. Yeah, the, the next there, slide should be. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I, w I wish, you know, uh, we're always going to be comparing to Altspace and Altspace. I would be able to have a raise hand option and then hear, hear from the audience. I'm not sure if there's a way to do that here. So uh, we'll just keep <laughs> moving along. <laughs> so um so the next slide should be uh high fidelity and 
what uh, Philip wanted to do was do a stress test. And the highest number I remember was 426 avatars in the same instance. Mm. And um, wow. uh, he actually paid us 20 bucks for everyone that came in and did that. Wow. And it, we, we really enjoyed the platform. It was, uh, they had a gathering area, like a hub that you could hang out and talk and stuff and then go off and visit worlds and stuff. So uh, Kenneth and I also went through the heartbreak of the same way as many people did with Altspace when that platform was shut down. And one meeting, Philip just said, you know, I, I can't afford to keep the lights on. It's costing me X amount of dollars a, a month to run this. And it's just not going to, it's not making any money. So he shut it down to our, you know, sadness. But, and then from there, we, we all went to different platforms and stuff like that. I think the next slide is Tivoli VR. Is that what it says? The, no, well, this wait, one that we were... Yeah, we were Go just ahead. looking at one that had gold bar on there and all of that. Yeah. So I'm just curious. So I haven't heard much about this, uh, this high fidelity platform. And so that was quite a lot of users for this one yeah. event you were talking about. Whatever happened yeah. to high fidelity? So they, they just basically turned the lights off. But he, um, Philip, took it to the next step using spatial audio. Uh, where you don't have VR experience, but you have very fine usage of audio where you, uh, I tried it some years ago and basically he had these circles that you could go into and talk to people, but, and then you'd go out of the circle and you wouldn't be able to hear anything that was going on in the circle. So you could network with people and stuff and go into these different circles and have, and basically network and do business deals and things like that. I don't know what uh, in what state it is right now. And that other two pictures that you see is actually from Jason's first uh, show that was called The Heist, which was a bank robbery in New York or somewhere typical of, or a big city. And Kenneth was also part of that. And then once they shut the platform down, then um, Jason went over to Neos and then through all the talent that he was able to bring together and create it, uh, Alien Rescue. Wow. Interesting. Cool. All right. So the next slide here is, I believe, uh, one that I'm very familiar with. Maybe you could tell us about uh, your Altspace slide here. Well, uh, it's just I've... I mean, during the pandemic, I spend an awful lot of time in alt space. I saw all kinds of stuff going on in there. Uh, one of the things that was very um, close to my heart was the uh, Athena and Doug's uh, VCVR with a Burning Man. And because of their inspiration to create that platform, and also along with another guy by the name of Greg, uh, they um, it inspired me to go to Burning Man this past year when they opened it up. And wow. that was really magical to experience it in real life and to actually be standing on the playa and getting a, a face full of uh, playa dust, as they call it. Yeah, uh, but I did so much work uh, for Microsoft and for other companies that I actually signed NDA, so I couldn't talk about it. But uh, did uh, this broadcasting system that I developed and been working on for years uh, in all space and was able to learn a lot of stuff with other people, other cameramen that also we work together as a team to produce these shows. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Allspace certainly had a, a, a moment uh, during the pandemic, you know, uh, about, I guess, a, a year or two ago. And then it, I guess it petered off to such a degree that Microsoft has decided to sunset the entire platform, which obviously is a, is a real shame. Um, do you have any inside information into that process and how that came about? I mean, the, there are a lot of rumors floating around, but I understand that their big uh, new goal is to do mesh, which is yeah. an, another way of doing business meetings and stuff. And they want to develop it for um, for enterprise. And yeah. they didn't want to do open source on the code for alt space, as some people wanted to take over that. Uh, because part of mesh is integrated into all space. So they said, we're, you know, we're just, that's it. Goodbye. Thank you very much for coming along on the ride. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly what I heard as well. So, uh, yeah. How many of this uh, audience here is Altspacers? Let's see. We recognize we've got I, uh, we got is radio. Who's got a beautiful, uh, real world, uh, picture there. Photo real cause and Christie standing ovation from cause hey. and Christie. Uh, we've got uh, DJ Marcus, of course, um, Futurosity Hero, a few, a few of us here. So, uh, yeah, there'll always be the love, always be the love for Alt Space, uh, where we, uh, a lot of us got our start in VR. Um, all right, the next one here is Engage, I believe. So, mm -hmm. have you done much in Engage? And that's another one that I believe is for business ventures and things like that. Enterprise, yes. So, yeah. Engage is a uh, it's out of originally out of Ireland, and then they've got a representative here in the United States, or a bunch of them now. But the the head guy was is Chris Madsen, and he uh, is just a very kind human being and very helpful in getting you acquainted with the tools and what's available and engage. I helped him out with a show that he had called Tips and Tricks, where I recorded uh, him giving showing how to use the platform to people that were on enterprise accounts and then made those videos available to them to review them and to try to figure out how, how to make it work but they've been pushing really hard to um, uh, make the platform stronger and bring more tools in to make it easier because they're uploading assets and stuff is a little on the tricky side uh, Shushu, who you've interviewed uh, several times here on your sh show, is trying to get in there, but apparently they're going to upgrade it in April. And so right now, Shushu is backing off till they get it all up and running properly so that the work that he does doesn't go to waste. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because of course, for those of you who don't know, Shushu here is an incredible world builder. And apparently he built all his worlds in Altspace, in the app. So right. a lot right. of it, his collaborators were in Unity, but then a lot of the work that he did was actually in Altspace and it's just all gone. Like it's just yeah. evaporated yeah. into digital Man, dust. So um, yeah. it's real. I'm sure he's very uh, gun shy to be able to spend that much investment and effort and time into another platform until he knows that it's going to be okay well you know my my thoughts are all platforms will die at one time or another mm -hmm. the same as humans do and you know technology is moving so fast now the big thing is ai and so the things that are coming towards us where you could probably create an entire world based on ai where you tell ai what you want to create and have built it all for you kind of thing I mean, it's just insane the speed of which technology is moving. 
So for me, the key to any platform is that they make money. And most of the platforms that I go to, they don't make money. Engage is making money. Rec Room is making money. And then Roblox is trying to get into the VR space. Mm -hmm. And they are obviously making money too. But the rest of them, you know, it's uh, VR Chat is not really making any money. Neither Sansar, uh, Neos, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's it's tough to be out there because it costs so much to run all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we I think we had a false sense of security because Microsoft has billions and billions of dollars behind them. And so we assumed that they would come in and rescue mm. Altspace if anything went wrong. But of course, they had different ideas and. I guess they saw the metrics and saw that there was no hope for social VR in the near term or something like that. Um, something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then of course, after engage, you've got uh, Sansar here um, and Sansar, we're actually going to Sansar next week for our next interview uh, with the CTO of Sansar, who was another Altspacer. Uh, people know him in, in Altspace as Emulor um, and he's now the CTO of Sansar. So we're going to go check that out as well. Which is, what is his name? Uh, his name is, uh, his real name is Herschel Young. Uh, okay. So I, I joined Sansar back in 2018 at the beginning in January. Um, here at South by Southwest, they premiered the, the movie Ready Player Me. Spielberg and the whole cast came for that. I have a gigantic poster that I was able to grab because I had to come early to downtown for the, uh, I was helping volunteering at a VR exhibit. And they had put up this gigantic poster and it wasn't ripped or anything. And I was able to carefully take it down and bring it home. And it's hanging in my studio. Um, but um, yeah, it was, uh, so they, they, they brought that and the, the movie was uh, premiered here in Austin. And I don't, oh, uh, so Sansar had uh, a replica of the CES Intel booth like a hundred percent in VR. And then you would go through a portal and you would go into hacks or acts, uh, one of the characters from ready player Me's uh, warehouse. Yes, and then they yeah. had a whole bunch. Yeah. They had a whole bunch of uh, icons like from uh, alien and from Bueller's day off and blah, blah, blah. And Peewee's uh, bicycle or that Good kind adventure. of stuff. But right. I, yeah. I just was blown away by the quality of, what Sansar has done and accomplished. And for me, it's one of the most beautiful worlds. The problem is it is PC VR and it requires a lot of uh, a good graphics card to be able to run it properly. And also one of the other things that people complain about is the community that you go in there and you don't find anybody. The truth is the way you do it, there's a thing called the codex, which shows all the events that are happening and you go in when the, when there's an event and then you can hang out with other people. And that's, as you can see from the pictures, I used to go in at one o'clock central time to world explorers and we would go world hopping to about eight to nine different worlds uh, that had been created by certain artists or uh, new ones or revisit old ones and stuff like that. And it, it was really quite, beautiful to see the creativity and the ingenuity of the of the artists that created these amazing worlds 
Yeah, I do. Sansar is a sort of like you're saying, it's a higher end quality, uh, I guess, heavier worlds. Um, there's no mobile ability, no uh, standalone headset ability. Um, so I loved going in there, but it did feel such like such a ghost town, right? Like you want you're, you're running around these incredibly beautiful worlds, but there's no one else there. So I don't yeah, know how they're. You, you have to go in with somebody else or you I have a long list of friends in there. So the amazing thing, one of the amazing things that Sansar has, it has so much uh, functionality, but you bring up your friend that you like, and if he's online, it shows a green dot. And then there's a little arrow that you just click on the arrow and it, you spawn right next to him. In all space, you would know, see that they're in the world. But like if you go to BCVR and you go to the playa and you're looking for Doug or Athena and they're somewhere way off in the map, you have no idea where they are, but with Sansar, it brings you right next to them. You can also mm -hmm. message people directly and they'll see the message. Uh, there's a lot of great features that I wish a lot of other platforms would have. One of the things you would be interested in, or at least Hero right here, is that you can hit F4 and it will detach your eyeballs from your avatar. And then you can fly around as an mm -hmm. invisible eyeballs or camera and move around and you can use the plus and minus to go faster or slower and use certain keys to go up and down. It, it has all the functions that all of us want for doing video in platforms like this one and other ones. Yeah, you know, somebody out there, uh, maybe one of you here tonight is going to is going to take all the best features from all the best platforms and build a new <laughs> platform. That's the mega platform. It's the it's yeah. the Voltron platform that brings in all the pieces, I hope, uh, because, yeah, everyone had their own specialty. And uh, if only we could find the, the sweet spot where everyone's happy. Great. It's I'm surprised coming. when you said that VR chat isn't making money because they've got so many users. They've got many, many order of magnitude more than uh, Spatial has or, 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 or Altspace had. Um, is it I because I don't, I know, I, I know they pay the plus uh, VR chat uh, thing where you pay $99 a year or something like that. But I don't know if that's enough money to really make a profit. The whole idea is that you pay your bills and then you still have some money to pay your people and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I don't go around looking for the metrics on that stuff um, right. and things are changing constantly. So it's just, um, you know, if I were a scholar or, you know, academia or doing a PhD on that kind of stuff, then I'm, I might be looking for that. But, you know, I just go and enjoy the platform and the people that are in it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So then uh, I believe there's a, su a surprise, uh, a surprise slide in here that maybe you weren't even aware of. It's Simulation Nation. That's right. I, we, we've had you at some of our events, Carlos. This event that you uh, that I swiped from your Instagram is a picture of us talking with the uh, co-founder of Inkscape Studios. This was him talking about a GBT3 and all of this mid-journey stuff before mm -hmm. it went mm -hmm. really mainstream. And uh, we had a number of people come up to us in the months uh, following this episode and say they got into mid-journey and they got into uh, these uh, art uh, AI art platforms, uh, because of that episode. So I'm glad you were there, uh, and we're able to capture some of it in our old all space avatars. I was one of them that uh, signed up and I'm still part of mid journey, but I'm so overwhelmed by the technology of how crazy it is and how much time you can devote to that, that I'm, it's like a, a drug, you know, it's, I know, see some people doing amazing work. Kenneth is actually quite gifted with that. 
and create some beautiful work. And then Evo uh, Hemming and then uh, John Harvey from Altspace also are creating some gorgeous work uh, using different platforms of AI now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's really incredible. to call it AI. What's they that? Call it, I think it's a dirty word to call it AI. They call it generative or something generative like that. Generative art. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not quite general artificial intelligence. It's very specifically generative art based on algorithms and that. And, you know, but I, I use, I do a lot of my posters and promos, all that's all that artwork I do from mid journey. So I find ah. it's very helpful just to build these events mm. and build posters yeah. for these events and things like that. It's like, yeah. it's magic. It's really magic. Yes. Yeah, it is magic. It's, it's um, magic to us that didn't have it before, but imagine the yeah. kids that are growing up with it. They just, ah, okay. Another tool kind of thing. But yes, yeah, right. it is. It's just, it's just crazy. What, what how this is all moving so we're, we're it's a perfect segue into our, our last section we love to talk about the future where you think this is all headed and 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 what's the what are the trends that are leading us i will say also i'm i'm showing a slide right now maybe you can't see it carlos but this is another one of our our wonderful all space memories this is from nico these are uh, this was from nico's worlds uh, that we've uh, made a montage into our future slide. But um, I don't know, you, you have a lot of experience going across different platforms and things like that. What have you noticed? Uh, what have you seen trending or, or, or you were just at South by, was there anything there that really seems to be something that is sparking uh, the future direction that we're headed in? Um, good question. Uh, I just, I didn't, there were a lot of shows going on. I chose two that I wanted to absolutely see. One was uh, an artist out of Netherlands. He created uh, this big suit made of leather, real thick leather, super stitch and built in the Netherlands. And you, you had to step into it and then they closed it up all the way to your neck. Then you use a Vibe Pro and then you had your uh, headphones on and all these tubes that were going into the suit that would pump air and create haptic uh, experience inside of that. And I was a slime mold and also oh, wow. had these, these little flasks that had different fragrances that would shoot out during the process of the experience. The experience lasts about 35 minutes or something like that. And he had, uh, I think there were about seven or eight people that were all in, in the experience together. And it was, it, I've never seen anything like this. Um, he had a whole crew and a whole bunch of hardware to make it work. Um, but uh, it was very, very interesting. Another experience was a guy by the name of Darren Emerson out of uh, UK that created back in the late eighties and early nineties, uh, the kids, uh, young kids would go out to warehouses and have these amazing raves that were illegal by the mm -hmm. cops because of all yep. the drugs that were involved in stuff. And what he did, Israel used he to put, throw those parties. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, what he I, did, he had a big, a big salon with eight people where you had a big, big space that you could walk around freely with a, you had a haptic vest on and you would be either in a police station uh, watching the cops try to tune in to the uh, frequency of where the party was going to be. And then you had another room, which, which was had posters and had three kids that were
were waiting to go out uh, to party. And then eventually you ended up at the party and it was so beautifully done. And the freedom of being able to walk around and pick up stuff in the rooms was really fantastic. Uh, I think the shows in uh, rich uh, in Richmond, maybe. And it's, it's, I think, no, uh, well, I don't actually remember what the, where the show was going to go, but one of the other people that I met was Felix and Paul, which are the authors of Cirque du Soleil and uh, the walk in space. I met Paul and I actually had an XR social club at my house on Sunday night where 45, 40 to 45 people showed up in my backyard. Charlie Fink was there, Chris Madsen, uh, Bobby Carlton, Deidre Lyons, uh, all these people were all hanging out. My wife cooked. And then we had a big fire pit and we're just sitting around under the open sky in Austin, Texas. It was really awesome experience. Oh, that sounds great. And And, uh, and hopefully you, yeah, hopefully you recorded it for posterity. Well, in my heart, you know, um, I didn't want to (laughs) stick a, a camera in everybody's face, but what it's just amazing. What I find so amazing about VR is that when you actually have a chance to physically meet the people, I've met Kenneth at OC six before the pandemic, uh, Chris Madsen. I met, um, I haven't, I met costs, uh, not Christy, but I met him at burning man. And it's such a thrill to be able to have this experience, what we're doing right now. And then to actually see the people in real life and in, you know, interact with them as humans. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, great. I'm, I'm glad, uh, you know, Austin seems like the place to be. I'm, I'm sort of jealous. It's like the new Silicon Valley down there. So you're lucky you're uh, in the, in the heart of it all. Um, so, so, so then what's next for you, Carlos? Um, you've, you're, you're continuing to do your in-world VR, any, uh, projects coming up or, or what are you uh, up to? I'm always busy. I'll either work for a client or I will do stuff experimental. Like I have several people that do weird light shows in VR chat or in engage or whatever. And I just go over there and, and try to find a way to, uh, to archive that stuff. I have so much footage. It's in, insane uh, how much stuff I have. I did uh, stream the last hour and 46 minutes of alt space to the point where we froze in that kind of that courtyard where um, Jeremy was doing the meditation kind of thing. And that was, that was, and we started out with Shushu, while he was touring us through his worlds. And then we ended up at that temple and that, I mean, it's just, I, I I'm third generation photographer. So for me, I've been archiving people's lives all my life. I did weddings and family portraiture for over 20 years. And so it's, uh, it's normal for me to always want to document stuff and have it for prosperity. Now, whether it ever gets to see the light of a day again, who knows, but I do try to name my files where people can actually use them. So the day when I pass, people could go back theoretically and, and look at the stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Um, is there a place that people can uh, reach out to you if they'd like to see some of your stuff or how can they follow you on social media? So just Carlos Austin, very simple, uh, and YouTube. And, and LinkedIn. And uh, those two seem to be LinkedIn is the business one. And then, and there's a lot of crap on YouTube, but it's because I'm just trying things, but, and then there's shows that are polished, have a beginning and an end with credits and stuff like that. 
but um, I don't have hardly any followers on there, which is okay. It doesn't bother me. Um, I wish I had, you know, 10,000 followers so I could get some money out of it. But uh, the jobs that I do do, I do make a, a decent uh, amount of money that I can pay my mortgage and things like that. So. Great. Great. Well, uh, we'll try to get that, uh, your LinkedIn and your uh, YouTube channel, uh, in our show notes. Um, so, um, yeah, sounds great. Hopefully people can reach out to you. Um, so that's it. So, you know, I think, uh, we, we, we survived, uh, uh Carlos, we did it. We, we made yeah. it through <laughs> a full episode of simulation nation outside of all space. So thank you everybody for teleporting in for this first world cast of simulation nation instantly. Whether you are with us in virtual reality, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube at the Simulation Nation, and remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, Twitter at Simulation VR, and our Discord server for our schedule of events. Uh, and if you are interested, we will be doing next week's uh, event at Sansar as we interview the CTO Emilor. Till then, stay plugged, my friend.